0: Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of the Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? Hey, I'm going to keep it real for you guys today. We have a message today that that God wants to get out there. Whatever whatever God is for, Satan is against. Whatever God is for, Satan is going to fight. And um, I'm just feeling that today. So uh, we we have prayed multiple times for you, the listener today, and for the show. I believe that uh, man, this book that we're going to talk about today is going to set the captives free. We have Jamie Ivy on. I'm going to introduce her here in just a second. Um. Welcome to our show today. A couple PSAs um, for you guys out there. We love you. We love hearing from you guys. Oh my goodness, do we hear from you? We've got like seven people answering messages just specifically from the amount of people um, that 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 talk to us. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for engaging with us. It's not just me in front of this mic. Um, we 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 actually get to tangibly talk to the people on the other side of it. So God bless each and every one of you guys out there. I want you to know, just very specifically um, for you in your situation. I have prayed for you. My entire team has prayed for you. We pray for you regularly. Regularly are you on our minds. It is a big deal to us um, that you would just lend your time to our show. So I want whatever you are going through today, we might not know specifically what you're going through, but I know a God who knows exactly what you're going through, and he knows exactly how to answer our request on your behalf. You have been prayed for. There is hope. There is a future and a hope for you that God, um, that God is working on, uh, on your behalf. So, um, I, I also, we, you know, our social media pages are active except for Twitter. I can't get into Twitter guys. I'm so sorry. I know you guys tell me too. I think I have like, it's just, I just don't do it very often. Our Facebook, we do so much ministry on that. And then it's trickled over into my Instagram um, account as well. I love to hear from you guys on those pages if you want to reach out to us, you can do it on social media, or you can simply email hello at autumnmiles.com, and we will answer um, appropriately. Love you guys so much today. I want to get into our show. Her name is Jamie Ivy. Jamie Ivy. She has just released a book, super fresh release. I love getting the fresh released authors. Uh, they're amazing, and they always have so much fire uh, for for their projects and their books. She has a podcast called The Happy Hour. She also has a blog, um, and she has four children, which is amazing because I feel like the last seven guests I have on have had on, all have had four kids just like me. Four is the new two, people. I'm telling you, four is the new two. If you don't have four, you guys, you got to get with the trend. Like, go have a couple more kids. <laughs> so, so excited to have her on. She has written a book and it is called If You Only Knew. I'm going to go ahead and welcome her to the show. Hey, Jamie, how are you?
1: Well, I'm doing much better after listening to you, girl. We're just having church up here for a minute. <laughs>
0: Thanks Amen.
1: For having
0: me. Amen. Amen. You know what? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta fight fire with the one who created fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, not today, Satan. Um, uh-uh, not today. Um, I, I'm so glad that you are on our show to talk about your new book. Um, don't you just on a personal note, don't you love having four kids? Isn't it so fun?
1: It is so great having four kids. And I saw that you have four kids. And mine are, I believe, a little bit older than yours. So it's even more fun because they're pretty self-sufficient. So we're dealing with, I mean, my youngest is 10 and my oldest is 14. So we're in some fun years right now. Wait,
0: your youngest is 10. Did you have them 14, 13? Did you have them right in order like that? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, my oldest is 14 and he's our only biological and then the next three joined us through adoption. And so then I have two 12-year-olds and a 10-year-old.
0: Stop it. So Yeah. I, so I if you if you if you saw anything about me, my my youngest two are adopted. So I saw that. Yes. I, I didn't How did I miss that? I'm sure it's in the notes somewhere. Um, it's all right. Girl, how about that 14-year-old? <laughs> you know what? It's a boy. And oh,
1: okay, good. Uh-huh, which I think is better, because I have a 10-year-old girl, so I'm just, I'm kind of holding out for what I know a 14-year-old girl is going to be like. But my 14-year-old boy, I just love him to death. We have, we're having fun with our middle school boys, a lot of fun.
0: So we have, so I have a 12-year-old girl. She's my oldest, then a 9-year-old son, and then two 2-year-olds, um, and this the the spectrum of our parenting right now is absolutely and it's hilarious <laughs> like we got one pooping on the carpet and then we've got another one that's like <laughs> can i be so and so's valentine and i'm like oh my goodness lord jesus um it is it is so fun but i love having four kids i i like if my husband would let me we'd probably have like 27 um, Yeah. it's 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 absolutely amazing but i get a lot you have four kids that's a lot and people joke you have 17 kids i'm like no it's just four But sometimes it feels like 17. So anyway, um, welcome to the show today. Uh, I, I love this book that you have released in the concept, If You Only Knew. I feel like just the title in itself is, I don't know, I'm sure, I'm sure you titled it that, but that title is so captivating because how many of us have places in our lives that we don't want anyone to know about? And we think if we have told, if we do tell somebody about those secret places, they will reject us. They'll look at us different, you know, um, stuff like that. So I, I love, it's very captivating title. Tell me a little bit about your heart behind the book and um, where If You Only Knew came from.
1: Yeah, you know, If You Only Knew, not only is it just a great title for a book from a marketing standpoint, obviously, because it makes you go, what do I need to know inside this book? (laughs) But it literally is what I felt for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. I I walked around feeling if, if these people knew the things I don't want them to know, then A, what would they think about me? B, would, would I be able to do ministry if they knew things in my past or struggles that I had? Um, and, you know, would they discount me? Would, would, would Everything I'm trying to put in front of them, would, I, would, would who I am change if they knew things about me? And so that was a real feeling for me. And so that's where the book title came from is just me dealing with how do I let these people into my world? Um, and once they get in, what are they going to think now? And so that's where If You Only Knew came from.
0: So, okay, so I feel like everyone, Jamie, I feel like everyone deals with this. Like, mm-hmm, uh, like, sure. we, like we said, we talked a little bit before the show. Everyone, This is going to be an age-old problem. Like what if they knew? Mm-hmm. I, I, I would love t- if you could just give us, our, pr- our listeners out there, if you could just give us some practical, what helped you? How did you how did you overcome this huge, you know, fear of if someone knew something about me, they would reject me or whatever? Because Satan uses this so this 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 Mm -hmm. arrow so, so much, especially in the Mm -hmm. Christian world. I love that you brought up the ministry side, too. If they knew, would they Mm -hmm. still let me do ministry? Yeah. How, How did you overcome that? How do we overcome that?
1: You know, I think two things were really important to me in this journey. Um, The first one was finding safe friends that I could say things to, and then they did know, and then their reaction was not what I ever thought it was going to be. And so when I was able to be vulnerable with girlfriends, and they didn't shun me, they didn't tell me I was less than, they didn't act like, oh, my gosh, you cannot believe that you would ever have done that or that you feel that or you think that um they then they just pointed me to jesus and we talked about how jesus is better than these things we've been through um and so the first thing was finding safe girlfriends that i could actually open up with and then they proved me wrong they proved me wrong that they didn't do what i thought they would do and then the second was i really started to believe what god says about me and i know that sounds very churchy and so i I want everyone to just like get past that real quick But I just started to believe that when God says, hey, Jamie, you're a new creation, or when he says, I look at you and I see Jesus, I took him at his word. And yeah. so once I started, and let me tell you, Autumn, that was not like, oh, I read it once, and look, everything's <laughs> fine and dandy now. I never struggled with this. I still struggle with this. Who are you kidding? You're bright. This is going to be a problem we struggle with until we meet Jesus. But it doesn't consume me, and I have learned how to fight it. And so I think that's the difference here is what I've learned is, I found girlfriends that I could trust, and I believe God about what he says about me.
0: Um, okay, so I just had a conversation with somebody in my life about—I had a Super Bowl party at my house. Super Bowl was just, you know, really recently— and uh-huh. I think there was like 30 people at our house and um you know I've got my my girl gang which you, we've all got a girl we should have a girl mm-hmm. gang we need a girl yeah. gang girls need girl gangs and we you know they were there for like 5 hours you know between between us we have we really do have like 120 kids i mean it's unbelievable for sure. yes. but we sat around like the girls didn't really watch the super bowl but the 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 men did but the girls just kind of sat around and chatted and we were talking about just just recounting it for you, uh, different successes. One of my girlfriends is about to release a book. You know, we've got a, a lot. Uh, most of us are in ministry. Not one time in that entire five hours did anyone insult anyone, cut anyone down, judge anyone. Look at us like we were crazy. It was like a celebration fest of what mm-hmm. was happening in our lives. Safe. Safe. Friends, one of our one of one of the girls opened up, and you know she was saying stuff. And what did we do? We were like, we're going to pray for that. We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. speak to that um, through prayer. That's safe friend. How do you, uh, Jamie? How do you get safe friends? Where mm. do you find them? Uh, <laughs> everyone wants safe friends, and everyone will come to me and
1: say, "Well, you know what? I did this once, Jamie. I opened up, and I got burned bad. Yeah. And you know what? We've all been burned. It's yeah, life. We are sinful people. We are going to hurt people, and people are going to hurt us. But the difference is getting back up and really making a priority that no matter how many times I feel as I get burned by a friend, I'm going to find a safe friend. And for me, I look around and I'm like, who are the girlfriends who, they do what you just said y'all did. When I bring something to the table, they point me to Jesus. And yeah. so for me, I'm like, I need girlfriends in my life that love God more than they love me. And what that means is, they're going to listen to my struggle. They're going to listen to my concerns. They're going to listen to me confess sin, and they're going to point me to the one who can take care of that. Mm-hmm. And so they're not going to be like, oh girl, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can do this. No, they're going to point me to Jesus and they're going to tell me that Jesus is better. They're going to remind me of the gospel of what God says about me. And so finding those people, I think it takes time. I think it takes, takes risk, but I think it's also really, really worth it. And once you find them, so you don't ever let them go. You no. look at them and you say, you stuck with me forever. You cannot ever leave me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it just takes it takes a lot of intention. It takes taking risks, uh, maybe getting hurt every once in a while. Um, but finding those girlfriends who are going to love you so much that no matter what you bring to the table, they're going to A, love you, and they're going to point you to Jesus.
0: And you will get burnt. I think that's that's so powerful. Yes. Like, people think, that you know, oh, I, I hate it when they're like, oh, Jamie, well, she's an author. Well, of course, she has safe friends. No, you do get burned. Everyone yes. gets burned. And, and it's not, it's picking yourself back up and saying, God, we are, first of all, we're made to be in community. I mean, the Trinity mm-hmm. alone tells us that. But we, we've got to pick ourselves up and we have got to pray and ask the Lord for safe friends. I love that mm-hmm. because you, yeah. we are meant to do life together, together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. believing what God says, yes, it is. It is very, very bible But one of the things, my dad told me this uh, a while ago, he said, simply Autumn, agree with God. Mm. Agree with God. already said it. And I, and I, I sat around and I was like, I've been doing ministry forever. And I'm like, that is the most profound mm-hmm. thing I've ever heard. And that's exactly what you just said. We have to yeah. agree, agree that God, what God says about us is 100% true. It sounds simple. Yeah. And yet, how many of us actually do that, Jamie? How many How many of yeah, us do
1: that? And I, and I think about it this way. As someone who is a follower of Jesus Christ, we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And because of that, we get eternal life. That's a vast statement, isn't it? I mean, that yes. is, it is so crazy. And we, we think our lives on that. That is why we follow Jesus. Cause we believe that God loves us so much. He sent a son. And so if I'm going to believe that, then man, I have to believe too, that God has set me apart and he has chosen me and that I am a priest and that I am righteous. Like I have to be able to believe mm-hmm. that the whole thing, if I'm going to believe it all.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I feel like that's so powerful. Some of us today just need to believe, just believe, what He says. just simply mm-hmm. believe like take off mm-hmm. take all the mind games out of it just believe what he says you're not yeah. what someone says about you you're what god says about you Um, simply, simply believe today. Come on.
1: And you might have to remind yourself of that every single day and that's okay.
0: I'm looking at the book. I have it which, by the way, it's so cute. It's like not even funny how cute this book is. By the way, we're talking to Jamie Ivy. She wrote a book. If you only knew, she talks about in this book, those things that you don't want anyone to know. Like if, if you knew what they were, would you still like me? Would you reject me? And overcoming those fears that we have, when we're super when we're when we're completely raw and transparent with someone it's so powerful you can reach her jamieivy.com um you can buy the book jamieivy.com i i i pray that this book does incredibly well and it sells millions of copies because we all need this truth um so you you talk about in this book being chased by god i have the book right in front of me and uh, can you talk about that chapter a little bit being chased by god i i think um I, I would love for you to expound on that
1: Yeah, you know, for me, I uh, grew up in the church. And so I, you know, I I love the church. My husband and I serve in the church now. I'm a big fan of God's people and his church. And I grew up um, going to church all the time. But the difference for me, Autumn, was I knew a lot about God, Mm -hmm. but I just hadn't really believed, like I'm saying, the things that he had said, um, in his word to be true for me, I thought, well, I guess it's a good thing, you know, and it's kind of true. And then I made a lot of mistakes in my life and ended up getting pregnant in college and moved home. And so there I was kind of rock bottom in a sense. And it was as if I couldn't get away from a personal God chasing me down. Mm. Um, because I thought I knew him because I, I knew a lot about him but I really began to feel him and his love for me when I was at the bottom of that pit in my life, um, and I literally felt as though he was chasing me down. And I'm telling you, when when you don't, when you feel as though you've made all the mistakes, you're at the rock bottom, you're letting everybody in your world down. When you feel as though the God of the universe wants you and is chasing you, it's 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 a feeling I can't describe because it felt as though. I started to feel like I'm unworthy for this. I, I cannot come back to you, God, because I have let you down so grand. Um, and he continued to pursue. And I just felt that in my soul. And I would go to church and things would happen where I'd be like, oh my gosh, I feel like this person's talking just to me. You know, mm-hmm. and I ended up at a passion conference in 1999. And I was just trying to grasp onto anything that was going to fill this hole in my life. And it was there that I realized, it's Jesus. And it's, it's what I have known in my head since I was a little girl. And it was in that moment that I actually like took hold of it and said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to trust this to be true for me. And so it was just a season of my life, Autumn, where I just felt like I can't get anywhere without feeling like God is here. And that Mm -hmm. was new for me. That was a weird thing for me. Um, but looking back, you know, 20 years removed, I'm like, man, he was just coming after one of his kids, like no, like nothing else, and so that's kind of what I t- mean when I talk about being chased by God.
0: Isn't that so? Isn't that such a good God, too? You know, he doesn't leave us. He 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 shows himself to us to our spirits. You know, we can't. It's like we can't shake. He's our creator. You know, we can't yeah. shake him. Yeah, that is so incredibly powerful. So there's this one point in the book that I am totally obsessed with and want. I just want to dig in. Oh, we have we have several minutes left. So you talk about this uh, idea of you representing almost a false gospel, um, you know, when, when you're trying to, um, I don't know, hide things from your past. I want you to, to dig into that a little bit and put, it, put that all in your own words. Yeah, you know,
1: I, I feel like I lived that way for so many, so many years. I just had, I wanted everyone to think I had everything together. I didn't have any struggles in my life because how could I have struggles? Like I'm married to a pastor and we do ministry together and we talk about Jesus and we want people to know him. And so surely if I'm going to present them Jesus, I need to present someone who has their stuff together, which the... The thing about that is, I didn't have everything together. Of course, I have struggles. I'm human. It's just mm. life. Everyone has struggles, and so to me, I look back and on that time, and I think, man, I wasn't, I wasn't presenting them with the full gospel because the full gospel says mm. Jesus came for sinners. Yeah, he came to restore relationship with back with back between us and God. He came to make us different. And so, if I'm not presenting to the world that I need Jesus then I don't know why they would want him either. And so for me, I kind of had this moment of, wow, I feel like when I'm, and, and, you know, it's different. You and I, we have these public shows now. So everyone's like, oh, well, of course you get to do this now on a podcast. But this started for me a long time ago before I had any kind of public ministry of, and you know what, I'm gonna, when my girlfriends, when I see them and they ask me how I'm doing, I, I'm actually going to be honest with them mm. because I'm going to show them I need Jesus today. I need him to come in and help me parent this three-year-old kid who's driving me crazy mm. um, instead of just being like, oh, we're awesome. My kid's perfect, and we're perfect, and my husband and I we've never fought in our entire marriage, and I have dinner ready at 5 p.m. every day, and then we just laugh, and then the house is clean, and we go to bed and start all over again. And I just think that presents someone who says, "I don't have a need for anything in my world because I have it all together." Yes, when we know, we know that's not true. We know it's not. Yeah. Nobody is like that. And so, for me, I started to think, you know what? I'm actually going to present the real Jamie so that I can say <laughs> to my girlfriends, "Here's how I'm struggling, and here's how I need Jesus." Can you pray that that happens in my life? Mm. Um, and I think that's a stronger gospel than the one that presents people who have it all together.
0: One hundred percent agree with with yeah. what you just said 100 yeah. percent. who told us where where did we learn that we have to have everything together where, who started that I want to know I want to talk know. to them
1: I don't know who started it
0: but <laughs> I think this
1: has been forever you know forever <laughs> since you know Adam and Eve but I do think Autumn and you probably know this too it is hard in 2018 with the way that every that we can present ourselves in every different situations and yeah. so we can present ourselves on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever it might be. Um, and, and I get, there's a, a time and a place for all of those things. But my encouragement to women is that the people that you do life with, the people that you sit around your dinner table with, the people that you do soccer games with, those people in your life, mm. they know the real you. And I think that they should.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the term false gospel. it uh, just uh, struck me ever since I, I thought, heard about it. Uh, we have a lot of people in ministry that listen to the show and we hear from them on a regular basis. Um, Pastors, wives, pastors, youth workers, whatever. um, You know, they'll contact us and they'll say, um, you know, my husband is addicted to porn Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. um, you know, real hardcore, hard, Mm -hmm. hard things Mm -hmm. that somewhere along the way, someone has told them that they, or, or it's just really religion has told mm-hmm. them you cannot be transparent this this whole thing about presenting a false gospel that we we don't need anything is taking away from the power of Jesus i think this is so incredibly powerful and convicting to every believer what kind of jesus what kind of uh uh, uh what kind of jesus are you presenting one that has to be involved in your life in a daily basis. You need him. Lord, I need you. I need you. Or is it one that, oh yeah, he, he helped me 20 years ago, get saved, but I I haven't needed him since. Like I got it all together. Right. Girl, this is so powerful. What would you say just, just in uh, uh, exhortation to to some of these people that are in ministry or they're in high profile positions Mm -hmm. that listen Mm -hmm. to our show and we hear from them that are truly struggling and, and But at the same time, trying to maintain this almost mm-hmm. false sense of gospel. What encouragement mm-hmm. can you give to them, Jamie?
1: Man, you know, I think that anyone that's listening would agree to this. When we have seen people fall in ministry, we mm. could probably peel back the layers and see that they did not have anyone in their world that they could be honest with. Mm-hmm. When we have seen um, people fall to, you know, a sexual temptation and ruin their marriage and ruin their ministry, I bet, I would bet money almost every time you look back, and they did not have community that they could be vulnerable with. Mm. And so, once again, I'm not suggesting anyone stand up and just air out their dirty laundry for everyone, but I am 100% sure that you need to have people in your world that you can air out your dirty laundry to. Yes. I mean, you know, it's hard to be vulnerable. I, I wrote a chapter in here about me being vulnerable with some sexual sin not 20 years ago. I mean, hello. Mm. That's, that's hard for me to write and talk about as my husband being, you know, um, a pastor at our church, and, and me doing ministry as well. But the reason that I can say that is because what, what I wrote about was worked out years ago. Yeah. I talk about this with girlfriends all the time, so this is, I didn't, I didn't write this in a book for accountability. You have to have people in your world that you can yeah. be vulnerable with, because we, we cannot make it to the end without our community. We cannot make it to the end without our community. So these people who are in ministry or in high-profile For some reason, they feel as though this whole concept, if people knew that I struggle with this, then what? And my thing is, if no one knows you struggle with this, Satan will take you down with it. He will take you out with it because nobody knows you're struggling. Mm. And so to me, it, it, it goes deeper than ministry. It goes, my soul is at stake here. I need people to walk with me through this world. Or else Satan is gonna be like, you are my prime suspect because you are struggling with someone and you're not willing to let anyone in.
0: He's trying to isolate. He's trying to isolate isolation, yes. Yes, and then and then in isolation, lie and say you have to portray yourself as perfect. Girl, that is so powerful. Like I felt like I we could probably we're running out of time, but I could probably talk about that for like an hour and a half. Like we've got we have got to show that we as Christians still need the blood of Jesus. Every single day. Yeah. And I, I like that you said that. We're not saying stand up on a stage and say, you know, these no, are all my fault. Not. However, absolutely there not. has to be safe people that can help. Even people in high-profile positions handle life. We need yeah. Jesus. And and Jesus uses and works through people every mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful. And can I say one more thing? To yes. Adam? I know I know
1: every time. But I talk a lot about being vulnerable with our stories. But let me tell you, there are people listening who are going to be on the other side and someone's going to come to them and say, this is my struggle. And we have a very unique opportunity when someone brings that to us, they trust us with that. You yeah. are a trusted friend. And so we have the opportunity to point them to Jesus, not throw our stones at them, but to realize, man, mm. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. Mm-hmm. We're all like three steps away from failure without each other and without Jesus. And so to be that safe person, I, I want that in my life more than anything as well.
0: Mm. Wow. Iron sharpening iron right there. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Jamie, her name is Jamie Ivy. Her book is what? If you, I'm reading the back. If you only knew, go get the book, jamieivy.com. I'm sure you can pick it up everywhere. Uh, books are sold. Powerful, powerful message. Jamie, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Autumn. And thank you guys for listening out there. We love you so much. We will catch you tomorrow right back here on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.